we're going to look at the word of God that God has sent to us in this place. Yeah. Would you turn with me to Acts the 16th chapter and the 13th verse is where we'll begin. Amen. 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 And even before we begin reading, let us pray. Father God, we thank you. Oh, we thank you, God, for allowing us this awesome time. Oh, God, to gather near and to praise your name, to worship you. Lord, you're good. Yes, you're good, God. Now we ask in the name of Jesus that in this word that I believe you have given me to speak this morning, be edified, oh, be glorified. Speak, precious master. Oh, and we'll leave this place knowing that we have heard from you. And we thank you, God. And the saints of God say amen as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're looking at Acts, the 16th chapter, beginning at the 13th verse. And I think we have it in the, yeah, in the NIV. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Amen. Let the church of God say amen to the reading of the word. My brothers and sisters, before you sit down, I call your attention to the word that she said, that they said here, the Lord opened her heart. And I offer you our subject for this morning let the church be the church. Amen. Now, you don't see the relation right now. God opened her heart, but let the church be the church. Turn to your neighbor, somebody. Yeah, look them in the face. Yes, 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 yes. Ha, ha, ha. And I want you to say, and some of you jumped the gun. That's okay. That's okay. You're excited. Amen. Amen. <laughs> When the church, tell somebody, when the church, when the church is, the church, is the church, God has already prepared, already prepared. Hearts, to be opened. hearts to be opened. Amen. Now, come on, y'all. Let's praise God. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Ah, oh, my brothers and sisters, I call your attention to that word in God opened her heart. This enduring story that we just read, endearing and enduring, is in the 16th chapter of Acts. Oddly enough, it's only three verses long. The 16th chapter of Acts has 40 verses. Three little verses tells an outstanding story. Oh, yes, it does. And if you're not careful when you're reading it, you'll read that Acts 
16 chapters on because a lot of other important stuff happens all around it. And you'll miss this little narrative about a woman from the city of Thyatira. You have great happening here that I believe God wants us to look at. For when Paul and Silas and Timothy, who were born again believers of the church, travel that way, oh my God, something that the living church of Jesus Christ did for the people in Thyatira. Well, we said let the church be the church. Well, you may be saying, Bishop, we went forth in some jubilant praise this morning. Don't we do that? Amen. Amen. Don't we love on each other when we walk in here? We hug and we praise God and we pray and we say, I miss you and it's good to see you. Amen. Don't we pray? Don't our technicians, they come up with the music and the words and everybody can read and we go forth as a church of God goes forth in the sanctuary. Amen. 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 Don't our brothers and sisters who we didn't even expect could minister and pray and lead us to the throne of grace. Don't they come forth? Isn't this church being the church of God? Amen. 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 So what could I possibly mean? Why would God send this message to us today? Let the church be the church. In this story, Paul is stopped by a small town and picked up Timothy. And he and Timothy and Silas make their way to Thyatira. Now, it seems like Thyatira was a Greek-sounding city. But it was also, upon research, I found out that it was a Roman colony. Mm -hmm. And because it was a Roman colony, and because uh, the Romans had taken over the Judean world, they were letting the Jews practice in certain places that they wanted to practice Judaism but they hadn't let them build a temple yet in some of the smaller towns. The main temple was at Jerusalem. So here we have Paul and Silas and Timothy going to Thyatira. And it seems that Paul and Silas were together already and they picked up Timothy. You remember Timothy? Timothy was the young boy who had a Greek father, and so a lot of the Jewish believers didn't think he was part of the promise. You know, you know he wasn't going to go to God because he was, his dad was Greek and he was probably Greek, but he also had a mother and a grandmother. You all remember that? Yeah. Lois and Eunice, amen, who were Christian believers. Yeah. So Paul had mentored Timothy. He picked up Timothy on the way to Thyatira with Silas, and you remember Paul. Yeah. Paul, who had been knocked off his beast and had, you know, God had gotten his attention because Paul was up there crucifying the, Jew, the new Christians, the Jewish believers. He believed that Jewish believers should stay Jewish believers. And what were these new Christians talking about? Jesus Christ had come and died for our sins. And, he, and so he was persecuting Christians all across Judea. And so God had to get his attention. And sometimes when God is out to get our attention, it don't feel too good. Amen. Because not only was Paul struck blind, yeah, but he had to be led by the rest. And he saw a great light now. Just in case you don't know the story, he saw a great light. And, um, and then he heard a voice. And the voice said, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you? Who are you? And, he's, and he was on his way to 
to kill some more Christians. And he said, why are you persecuting me? I'm, you know, I'm Jesus who you are persecuting. And he said, oh, and he said, so later on, he had to find, led blind into the next town and found the man who told him about Jesus. Amen. I believe the man's name was Ananias. Amen. 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 So here is Paul, his little mentee, Timothy, and his friend Silas, and they're on their way into Thyatira. Now it tells me that a gate led, we just read it, in fact, the gate led out to the riverside. And here they are, Paul, Silas, and Timothy, and they get to this small river and they see a group of women. The Bible says they're hanging by the river outside of the city gate. Now, we just read that Paul and Timothy and Silas sat down and they began to speak to the women there. Number one that I want us to look at is that when we least expect in a crowd that has gathered, we least expect it. But when the church of the living God, the church of Jesus Christ approaches any crowd, and somebody is about to hear about Jesus, God has already opened their heart. Amen. 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 Let the church be the church. Yes. Amen. Well, we see now what has happened in Thyatira, and we see them approaching these women. Some of you can testify here today that when God arrests your erroneous thinking, when God, the last week, uh, Elder Carl preached, about have, making, doing your own way. And we had to do the way of the Lord. Yeah, he told us about Frankie baby. Frankie, yeah, blue eyes, yeah, guy. Who's saying, I, I got, I have it my way. I do it my way. Yeah, that's what he preached last week. Amen. Well, some of us have erroneous thinking about how to get to God and how we should be living. But when the church of the living God shows up, Something profound can happen. Amen. Amen. And something profound did happen. And God, God's profundity is not our profundity. We may think something profound that happens, oh, my God, I did it, I did it, I did it. But when God does it, oh, my God, when God does it, it's something you never forget. It's something enduring and enduring. Amen. So we see Paul and Silas and Timothy seeing these women by the river. Men are naturally attracted to women. Paul and Silas and Timothy are walking up there and hear these women. Now, there's a natural attraction, on most men I should say, to women. God made you that way. We, they could have said things like, uh, hmm, Saw the women, you know, can I get your digits? <laughs> and, you know, you know, uh, we're strangers in this town. <laughs> uh, what's happening with you all? And the women, you know, could have said, <laughs> yeah, but you look familiar. Well, you know, <laughs> let me come see you. Okay, but at this particular time, that didn't happen. <laughs> I don't think that was happening. <laughs> the Bible says that when these three men saw the women that were there, 
Paul immediately started talking to the people about Jesus in this gathering. And the Bible says that this woman named Lydia, Lydia, she received what he was saying. No, he wasn't telling her she got pretty eyes and she got a beautiful shape and she looked good. Not at that time. Yeah, but she received what he was saying. Something he was saying went on the inside. And she began to experience a joy. Now, in three verses, we find out that not only did she receive this joy, but her whole household was baptized. Isn't that something? In other words, she ran home and she said, um, hubby, hubby, Joshua, get up, get up. She said, uh, somebody grab little Joseph's sweater. Put him on, come on, we're going to the riverside. Uh, come on, you all, we going. And they were like, what, why? Come, just come, 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 let's go. And she brought the whole household there, amen. And because they were by a riverside, the Bible says they were all, not just one, not just Lydia, but her whole household, is ended up there, was baptized. Oh, man. Hey, hallelujah. That's a glorious thing to know that not only do you hear the word and get saved, but you go home and you get somebody else. Amen. That you tell somebody else what's happening. The good stuff. Somebody else in your household and your family need to know what's happening here. Amen. And if you can't get them here, you need to be able Elders and preachers and ministers and born-again believers, baptizers, you need to be able to get the word across that something good always oh, happening when you accept Jesus. When you draw into the fellowship of the saints, something profound is happening. If you believe this is true, somebody ought to say amen. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to say amen. So here we have Lydia drawing her whole family in. And they all got baptized. Hmm. When we as a church are the church outside of these four walls. See, it's easy to come in here and shout. It's easy for us to praise. And sometimes we're not feeling so good. So by the time the praise and the worship is going forth and we grab hold, amen, then we get the good feeling too. But sometimes once we leave church, now we feel like we can run on a little further. I know every time I come in here and I hear the word of God and I hear the singing and the praise go forth and I see people jumping and clapping and everything, I feel like going out. I feel better for the rest of the week. Amen. Have a little bit more to run on. Well, we as the church are the church outside of these walls. And people hear us speaking. God opens their hearts and Jesus comes in. I want to tell you about last night's gathering. My grandson just left out. He didn't make it. Last night, last night, my niece called us all together. Now, she's dating a pastor in another, a young pastor in another town in, in uh, Springfield. And so she called me. She said, Auntie, I said, oh, I'm so tired. I'm getting ready for a message tomorrow. I can't come. She said, Auntie, and it was at a bowling alley. She said, Auntie, I need you there. So I thought he was going to pop the question or something. You know, that's why she wanted us all to come. But anyway, she got about anywhere from 40 to 50 of us there. 
nieces and nephews. Oh my God, all my grandsons, everybody was there. They were piling in from three churches, three churches of singers, because my, my sister and brother-in-law have a big church on the west side. My cousins have a big church out in Elgin, okay? And so we got these family churches everywhere. All of them were at the bowling alley last night, amen. And so just before we got now, they were bowling and showing out, and I just sat there because I, I do all gutter balls. All gutter balls. I don't remember having any strikes at all. I don't remember it. Mm -mm. So I was not going to get up there and embarrass myself. So several of us were sitting at the table, but at the end, all of the younger ones said, come on, you all, let's sing. Now, we're talking about church musicians and church, yeah, church technicians and church, but here we are at this bowling alley. Let's sing, happy birthday. So we started singing. They started, they didn't do the Stevie Wonder one this, this time. They did. Huh? They said, happy birthday, Angela. Happy birthday. And everybody started clapping. Angela. Now, we weren't the only ones in this bowling alley. There were 40 or 50 of us. But we were so loud, and then they decided to do some harmony. Said, Take it again. Happy birthday. Everybody just jubilant. All standing. And one of my nephews grabbed the empty box, and he walked around like he's taking church songs. And then they decided to do even a quartet, because Angie likes quartet music. So they were like, mm -hmm, happy birthday, Angela. Happy birthday, Angela. They got like, happy birthday. And it got louder and louder that everybody in the place, little kids, little white kids, everybody left their bowling alleys and came over, surrounded us. So here we are, big quiet. They left bowling and came and surrounded. You know why? Because all of a sudden, happy birthday, Angela. Yeah, happy birthday, and turn into a church service. Oh my God, let the church be the church, amen. Wherever we are, let the church. And I, I was just hoping and wishing, because I had to leave then, I was hoping and wishing that some of them had some of the brochures or somebody set some of those people down and ministered to them. The church, the church, they were drawn by the music, but God probably had opened up some of them hearts. Now I saw one little, one little white boy, he squeezed all the way through the crowd to get close, and he was jumping and going with us. Somebody should have been ready, oh, amen, with the word of God. They drew close. Thank you, Lord. When the church is the church of Jesus Christ, joy, unspeakable joy erupts. Do you know that? Yes. yes. Now, if you're the church of the living God and you can kind of infiltrate, you can just kind of blend in with the crowd. Like I always ask, what's the name of that animal? If it lands on a green a chameleon, yeah, if it's red, it turns red. And people can't even identify you, oh, as a praising saint, because you just blend it in too easily. <laughs> yeah, then something is wrong. But when the church becomes the living church, then you can change the whole atmosphere. Amen. Yes, you can do it. And that's why even in the midst of some of the saddest funerals, mm, we call them home goings. But even in the midst when hearts are so broken, if the church is being the church, even at the saddest funeral, joy, 
Yeah, joy unspeakable. Joy that the world can't give. And the world can't take it away. Joy breaks forth. Amen. I'm reminded of a little girl. She was about four years old. She was a contestant on America's Got Talent. And she sang this big old powerful song. I forgot which song she sang, but it was so powerful. And she sang, and she had a little stick-out dress on, and she had on black patent leather shoes. And yeah, and she just looked so cute. She's about four years old. And she sang some song. And oh, I mean, the, you know, have, if you've watched America's Got Talent, you know, if somebody does something that the audience really appreciate, they start clapping, and boy, that audience just went crazy. They stood to their feet. And the little girl had walked out with confidence. She wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to sing. No, she was like, hello. They said, how are you? I'm four. What's your name? I forgot what her name was. Oh, OK. What are you going to do? I'm going to sing for you. And then she chose a, a big person's song. And they said, you're going to sing that? Oh, yes. So, and she sang it so powerfully. And the audience applauded that the judges were astounded. One of the few times Simon was lost for words. <laughs> And the girls, the women judges, they said, oh, you're so cute. You're so adorable. Oh, my God. You're so. And they're going on like that. And then Howie Mandel, the fourth judge, it's his turn to comment. He says, you know what? You know what? He was excited. You know who you remind me of? You know who? Who? He said, Shirley Temple. He said, you've got Shirley Temple living in you. And guess what she said? I don't have Shirley Temple living in me. I got Jesus Come on now. living in me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she, and she still had that pretty little smile. And, and Howie Mandel, oh, oh, he didn't know what to say. <laughs> but I tell you, thousands, imagine the thousands of people who were watching that show, besides the six or 7,000 in the audience. Just think how many. Heard the voice, heard the name of Jesus. Oh, let the church be the church. Wherever you are, whenever you go someplace, whoever you're talking to, no matter how old you are, let the church be the church. Hallelujah. Yeah, God. Hmm. I'm thinking, yes, about all of those that heard that one expression. I believe God wants us to remember who we are, wherever we are, whose we are, wherever and whenever we are outside of these four walls. God is already there, opening up parts to receive you. Now, not everybody's going to receive you. That's all right. Rejection is part of the package. Yeah, it's part of the package. Mm -hmm. But church members of One Love Fellowship, I believe God is sending this word out to you. He's not sending it out to condemn you because you missed some opportunities. I know I've missed a lot of opportunities. But he's sending this word out to you so that somebody will be saved. Some soul, hallelujah, will hear about Jesus. Yeah, God. God has given us another chance. Yes, he is. To let the church be the church. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you are not frozen-faced, attitudinous people. 
Somebody used to say, holier than thou. You know, that's not what we talked about at all. We're talking about, yes, have fun. Yes, blend in, yeah, but don't blend in so much that you become brazen. And, uh, and I said one time, and I was told not to say that again, but you know that dance where you drop your, <clears throat> yeah, okay? <laughs> yeah, uh, <clears throat> let's try to avoid that, amen? <laughs> amen? Yeah, so we have the light. Yes, we do. We have the light. Thank you, Nehemiah. He's saying last week, we have the light. Yes, we do. And that's the light of Jesus. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. And we used to sing, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Oh, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Uh-huh. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Yeah, when we gather with family and friends, co-workers, saints, and ain'ts, yeah, yeah, when we gather, remember who we were. And then there were those who said, words that let us know that the joy, unspeakable joy is for real. Once we are out representing who we are, David said, my cup runneth over. Yes, yes. Jeremiah said in his word, it's just like fire. Shut up in my bones. Jeremiah said, I got to tell somebody. Wouldn't it be good if every time we saw you, you are telling somebody about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremiah said, I can't hold this back. And somebody else said, as we've already said, this joy I have, the world didn't give it, Amen. and the world can't take yes. it away. Uh-huh. You want to see this place fill up with people? Huh. Let's be the church Praise of the living God. God. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Let hallelujah be in our conversation. Amen. Let's, let's, let's praise God. And God is good. It's all right to say it outside these four walls. Amen. Somebody call you, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. God is good. That's all right. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Somebody say, are you feeling better? Yeah, Jesus is healing this body. That's all right. Yeah, let the church be the church. Amen. So we are about to leave this place as far as this message is concerned. But I want you to know, I believe God sent this word. So that we can start letting his light and his glory shine through us. Amen. Somebody ought to stand up right now. Come on, let's confirm this together. Come on, you all, let's praise God in this place. Yeah, we might as well praise God in this place. Yeah, hallelujah. He's worthy. He's worthy. Yeah, God, and I want you to complete this statement with me. Let the church... Be the church. Amen. Amen.